Episode 24. I've been doing this every single day for one hour for the past 23 days and this is my 24th one. As I previously mentioned, it takes about 10,000 hours or it is believed to be the magic number to be about 10,000 hours to master something, to reach a level of expertise where you have touched almost all sorts of angle of that field. So I'm in 24th hour or basically what it means i've been doing this for exactly one day in this one day of me working continuously supposedly but we all know it has been doing about doing it one hour every day i've learned few things but more importantly i appreciate the fact that some of you have challenged me helena has challenged me saying that audiologues are not educational or juicy. So why should the audience care about it? And one of another person, he is a dear friend of mine, challenged me saying it is not structured or clear. So I should write down some notes, organize my thoughts and then share it. So I decided I'll do some digging and in this audio I'm going to talk about it. Benvenuti su 5 Minute Thoughts, Coconut here. In this audiologue, I'm going to talk about specifically writing. Now, I guess once you start understanding why you write, you can also apply this analogy, you can apply these techniques on other means of expression. That's what I believe. But please challenge me. So I started doing some digging. And I have stumbled upon the director of University of Chicago. Of the, he's the director of the writing program. And he published some of these videos online. I'll put some links below that you can also check out. And he challenges the way he thought you understood writing. Now, on, he, on the video that he's talking about, he predominantly talks about uh, writing for research, which I thought this is valuable to me because I'm doing as a final year master's student writing a piece of dissertation, which is counted as a research paper, which may or may not be published, but that's beside the point. The reason why it attracted me because I believe it will bring me value. That's why I started reading it or watching it. This is where we make the first mistake. Okay? Writing the essay or what he tells you is we write text, right? Imagine a horizontal line. Me, writer, writes a text and publishes this text, which is move across, moves across the horizontal line. But now on the vertical line, what happens is we have a reader that vertically goes down, finds this text and starts having problem. Why? You can see our lines are perpendicular, our lines are crossing. What we actually want is our line going in the similar direction. So it is 
easier for me and them to understand. So what it means? What does it mean? It means we want to create value. Now, many people will say when you do your writing, it needs to be persuasive, it needs to be organized, it needs to be clear. But if it's not valuable, if it's useless, it will be clearly useless. Or if it's organized, it will be organizedly useless. Or if it's persuasive, it will be persuasively useless. It needs to be valuable to the world. Not to the world, sorry, to the reader. That's my first mistake. It's always about the reader, not the world. It's about finding the audience, not the world. There is a set of community. Each community has their code, has their belief, has their way of understanding and expressing. If I am as a writer, as a researcher, as a person who wants to convey their thoughts. It's about finding the code of the community, of how they express, and then challenge it, argue about it. There are a set of words that creates values for that particular society, community. The way we've been taught in school is we write something, usually you'll see there is this very um, there is very common way of starting an essay. You start with the definition. He goes more into depth on this. But what he is essentially trying to say is at school, we write, we get assessed on our understanding. But in the real world, we don't get assessed on our understanding. We get assessed on the value that we are creating to the reader. As a reader, if your paper, if your piece of argument is not creating any value, any interest to me, I don't care. Right? If, if you think about you are solving or you are exploring this new gap, in the knowledge and okay you found something new you found something original but is it actually creating any value to me the question most likely be no there will be a community to which it will be creating the value but it's our job as the writer to find the community to express these values. You know, then we will be able to say, yes, we are successful because we know who our audience is. Also, he says, which I kind of understand, and now that I've looked through my process of how I've been doing dealing this is, I've been writing to convey my ideas but actually this research paper that I'm writing is not about conveying my ideas it's about challenging their ideas and changing their ideas let me explain in let me give an example 
So on my research, I've been studying about the lamination factor, which is a parameter to calculate how much damage there is in a manufactured part when you drill holes into it. Okay. There is a set, a group of scientists, right? Have found, have worked out a particular way that you should do or a particular procedure. If you follow, you will get a result and that will give you a delamination factor, what you call. However, a few years later, almost a decade later, someone else wrote a paper about the same topic, but challenged the idea of the previous. By challenging, he didn't, I don't mean he talked trashed about it. He identified where the errors were and he suggested solutions. That way he's creating value for the future incoming readers or a future community. It's about to move a conversation forward. So now is we have a first iteration of ideas. Now we have a second iteration of ideas. What have I been doing so far? I've been just copying their ideas and not challenging any of their stuff. But because then I realized the way this thesis program has been designed is not about challenging anyone's idea. It's about just being a small cog in a machine. It's about reproducing the thoughts. It's about, I guess I've been understanding it wrong. It's, it, it is about seeing what is out there, find one, try it for myself, and see if I get the right thing. It's just proving that one of their stuff worked. It is more about me scientifically proving a process that has been done already. So going back, going back to what Helena and my friend said, I want to try new style, new way of creating values for the audience. I'm going to do this more as a creative value for me, but as a value creation of value for you. It's not about sharing my thoughts, sharing my thoughts to you. Eh, if you're close to me, it may be nice. But I guess, how about if I started challenging what you you know already? If I pre-episode, I share something that would challenge the way you'd think. Maybe I will be going to the wrong path. How about creating value? Well, how can I create value to you? See, this is where the other thing came to my mind when he was talking about it. He says that relationship to my knowledge is it should be like farmer to wheat 
or the minor to the call. So it's like I share should share my knowledge like if I'm selling wheat as a farmer or if I'm extracting coal and selling coal as a mining company. Okay. So where do you have now? So we know that wheat can go to baking industry or food industry. That's where the that's who their audience is and where they can create value. Okay. Where is my knowledge? My knowledge lays in tech. My knowledge lies in studying for five years aerospace engineering. My knowledge lies in trying to find a job in a crisis or in a pandemic. My knowledge lies in growing up in a emotionally challenged household. These are my knowledges. Or as far as I know. What if every day of the week I touched one of these topics? And I shared my knowledge on that. So that it could create some value for you. But then the question is, who's my audience? If you're a tech YouTuber, your audience is tech enthusiasts. If you are a personal blogger, your audience is people that cares about lifestyle. Who's my audience? I think I made it clear. My audience is young adult, people of my age that are living in the 21st century. Are we in 21st century? Yes. Yes. Sorry. My audience is the young adult who is living in the 21st century. There are different things that they'll be going through, which I'm going through. People that are older or younger than me, but they can go through the same thing or same process. So how about every week I talk about a challenge that I've gone through and how I solved it. Let's see how that goes. Let's see how I am able to activate, no, captivate, no, um, attract the audience. You know, it's fascinating. Every day, I, I think I've learned more trying to do this every single day than I've tried to do any other project. Maybe because... I don't know where this is going. How can I creative? How can I be creative while trying to find something that creates value for the audience? Does it actually go far from what my initial goal was? No, I said it clearly initially what my goal was. My goal was, well, for me, was to be able to talk fluidly for 5 to 10 minutes while making sense. So I guess with practice I'll get there. But also on my channel's biography, I said that as a young adult, I would like to give an example of the challenges that I went through. Okay? That's the part of the bargain that I wasn't 
holding up to it. Let's do it. I've gone through this rumble just to say there will be some ch changes. I'm looking into how I can create these values and each day I'll try to tell a story and I tell you what the challenge was, what the problem was and what the solution is from what I've done, what I've experienced. Anyway, have a wonderful day.